I'm excited to talk about my sponsors today, Gay Lisby's Million Dollar Arbitrage Group. Amazing, amazing group. This is a teacher. This is, uh, Gay was a teacher. She is a teacher still. You need to learn this is the type of uh, environment you want to be in because she's going to help you understand why. And I think that's the hardest part of this business is understanding why. Why is the red one popular when the green one isn't? Well, there's usually a reason. And what Gay does is probably parse that better than anybody. And she'll explain the reasons for those things. I think that's really powerful. Yes, she puts out a list. You're going to get, uh, get use of that list if you get in the group. Now, here's the deal. The group isn't always open, right? So, you get on the waiting list, and you can join the waiting list through my link. Um, doesn't cost you anything to, to get on a waiting list. And if you uh, like her service, which I find that most people do, and that's why there's not so many openings, um, you'll be with her for a long time. And so it's AmazingFreedom.com. She's part of Andy Slamet's group. AmazingFreedom.com forward slash momentum, and you're going to get in the waiting list. That's all I can get you on right now. You can use my name and see if that gets you anywhere. But what I like about in that, uh, what I like about what they teach in that group are the things that are going on, you know, the current things. I've seen a lot of stuff going on about stores going out of business. Well, here's where an opportunity is. Here's why you want to do this. Hey, be cautious about this, you know, with Toys R Us coming out. You got to think about this. And that's the learning that you need to do. And gay is better than anybody else I've seen. So um, amazingfreedom.com forward slash momentum will get you to the waiting list. Then hopefully it can get you in the group and then you're going to see me in there and uh, we can chat anytime you're ready. Karen Locker's group, Solutions, the number four e-commerce, solutions4ecommerce.com forward slash momentum. It's going to save you 50 bucks. Karen's our account manager. We recommend her to everyone because she's done so well for us. I mean, that's quite frankly the reason we've been paying her for the last few years, but she's become an important part of our team. Her and her team are so involved in our account. I just see the emails coming back and forth. Hey, we did this for you. I just saw two listings today. And I'm like, wait a second. Why did they show up? I didn't put any listings up. They got, uh, they got uh, set off to the side by Amazon, and they reactivated them for me. You know what I mean? That's the stuff that just happens when you have a strong team, and I can't recommend Karen enough. If you use uh, my code Momentum, Karen pays me. I don't want to hide that. Of course, we all know that, but you're going to save $50, and it's a great opportunity to really, really um, build out your team with somebody you can trust. That's why I recommend them. So solutions for e-commerce, solutions, the number for e-commerce.com forward slash momentum. It's going to save you $50. Oh, and by the way, she's going to do an inventory health report. Why is that important? Well, guess what? Fees are going up. Is your inventory health number declining like ours is? Well, here's why, and here's what they can do. What I like is I get a spreadsheet from them and it says, hey, um, here's a bunch of inventory. Here's what we recommend. And I'm like, yep refund, I mean, uh, delete, uh, return to us, blah, 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 whatever it is, and it's or destroy, and it just happens. That's what I like. The other thing that I have Karen help me with a lot is creating new listings. You know, we do a lot of the research ourselves, we upload our images, and then boom, magically the listing goes live, and I don't have to worry about it. Those are the services that Karen offers. Can't recommend her enough. Solutions for ecommerce.com forward slash momentum. Save 50 bucks. Use my code you save $50 a month every single month, and it's a great service. Plus, you get that free inventory health report. I think it's a really powerful way. So I can't, uh, I'm so excited how many people have been joining her because I see it. And I'm excited because the, the messages I get from people are saying, hey, this is great. I finally feel like I can focus on something else because Karen and her team are watching this for me. And, you know, I highly recommend her. Next up is Seller Labs and Scope. <laughs> I almost said it wrong. It's it's amazing. I mean, it really is amazing when you sit back and think about, hey, I want to get this product up, and it's similar to this product, and that's, that product does well. Well, therefore, if that product does well, they have the right keywords. They have chosen things correctly. So guess what? You scope, and you can see all that stuff, and that's what the, the most powerful thing in the world is to copy somebody who's done it right. That's what you want to – you want to take advantage of that, right? I mean, it's it's fair – uh, to see. And so therefore you could take and apply it to your listing and immediately get that same benefit. That's what scope does for me. Sellerlabs.com forward slash momentum. It's going to save you $50 on the service. Oh, by the way, it's free to try. So sign up, try it and say, oh, this is how it's done. Boom. And then you're going to, the light's going to go on and you're going to be like, man, I can get my products out there. I just can't wait. 
Can't wait. Sellerlabs.com forward slash momentum. The other day, I bought another domain. Yes, I bought another domain. It's almost like uh, I'm admitting guilt. But it's because I had an idea, and it was something that was a pretty good idea. I think it's going to go pretty far. And so what do I do? I go to trygodaddy.com forward slash momentum and save 30%. So domains aren't very expensive. You get a few services. It adds up a little bit. And I usually buy three years. I usually buy privacy. By the way, I recommend that too. Buy that, you know, it's not that much money, but when you can save 30%, it makes it that much sweeter. And it makes it easier uh, when you're buying domains, and especially if you buy a bunch of domains. I am a domain collector, and so I do tend to do that. But that 30% makes it a lot easier. And I use GoDaddy because what I like is I can pop in an address I'm thinking, and it'll say, nope, nope, try this version or try this extension. And then boom, there it is. Hey, you better hurry before it goes away. And they're right, you know. And so try GoDaddy.com forward slash momentum, save 30%. Also, I want to mention about Grasshopper. Who was I just talking to somebody the other day? And they were like, oh, yeah, I use this company called Grasshopper. I'm like, dude, did you buy it through my link and save 30%? Hello? No, they missed that. So save 30%. It's try grasshopper.com forward slash momentum. No surprise there, but you're going to save 30%. And what the, the real cool part about that is they're using it for their private label business. And it gives them virtually a second phone on their current phone without having to get another number. They can make up a vanity number. They don't have to go and do all the grief and, and sign long contracts pretty easy stuff. And so if you're creating a brand that you want to identify, you want to look professional, you want to look like a real company, Grasshopper is a great tool. It's an app you put on your existing phone and boom, you now have a customer service department. You now have a sales department. You now have a manufacturing division. You could forward it to somebody else. You can have it go to different voicemails, different departments, and it's all included. So try grasshopper.com forward slash momentum, save 30%. Welcome to the e-commerce momentum podcast, where we focus on the people, the products and the process of e-commerce selling today. Here's your host, Stephen Peterson. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. This is episode 317, Helen Kinson. Man, oh man, just listen to the sounds, the waves, the wind, the seagulls. Yes, we're going to the beach. Helen uh, is on vacation. She is looking at the ocean. Imagine she's up on the roof uh, looking at the ocean and the wind's blowing. And so part of the conversation does get cut out a little bit and I'm not editing it. I didn't. I was going to and I'm like, no, because I want you to go to the beach in your mind. I want you to get there to understand that this opportunity of merch uh, by Amazon um, they call it a million-dollar opportunity, and most people would say no chance. It's they're skeptical. There's not another opportunity. But the, listen to what Helen explains. When you think about it, you know we're only talking merch by Amazon, which is the most dominant marketplace. However, there's more than 20 other marketplaces, and there are now you can sell on Instagram, you can sell on Pinterest, you can uh, you don't you can print coffee mugs. Yes, not on merch by Amazon, but on Teespring or TeePublic and all the rest. There's a zillion opportunities if that's what you want to do, and then you can go to the beach like Helen, because that's what she wants to do. And I think that that perspective, that opportunity, if that's your thing, and I'm not saying give up FBA or give up eBay or whatever you're doing. I'm just saying, if that's your thing, just don't walk away from these businesses. You've learned a great skill, and this opportunity is here too. And I'm not saying to do it, but I'm not saying not to do it. Figure out what your lane is. Let's get into the podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Commerce Momentum Podcast. We're excited about today's guest uh, because she is way more relaxed than I, and she is chilling literally chilling at a beach, and I'm very envious, Helen Kinson. Welcome, Helen. <laughs> thank you. I'm so honored to be here today. I really appreciate it. Wait, and des- happy birthday. Oh, thank you very much. Very kind of you. Thank- Describe what you see, because what we, you know, you can always hear sounds, so I ask her to move a little bit, and she moved up to the roof. So she, you'll hear some wind, which I love, because then it inspires me even more. But describe what you're looking at. I am... Looking at the ocean, we're right on the ocean, and I'm up on the roof of a four-story house. So I'm at the, on the roof, beautiful view from side to side. So it, I can't take credit for this house, though. My uh, my parents rent this every year 
I'm the oldest of eight children and they, they have this big reunion every year of all of us and all of our families. And there's over 30 people here right now. So, you know, that's, that's a, uh, it sounds awesome. And your parents sound awesome. How important is that for you? Um, to go. I mean, you know, every year you described it and you're 29, I'm sure. And so <laughs> I'm going to hold that one. And and so how important is it to you? It's very important. I, my whole family lives in New Jersey. I actually live in Northern Virginia. So it's, it's only four hours away. It's not too bad, but it, it does feel far because everybody else is, is up here. So I definitely try to make sure I always go and, and uh, go to as many other things as I can as well. And it's really nice with merch. Uh, you can you can still work. I mean, I do a couple hours of work even when I'm up here, and I can just do it from my laptop. So well, that's where I was yeah, going to go with it because it yeah. was like you're making money literally. And let me ask you this: and so you're going to be like Dust, Steve, of course. How inspiring is it to be sitting up there thinking about your business? I think I lost you for a second. Once. Okay, so I, I didn't lose you, but how inspiring is it for you on that roof? to be thinking about merch. I mean, does it give you a chance to refresh and just like clear the slate and now I can be an artist? I don't have to miss anything. You know, like a lot of my brothers and sisters had to go back to work. And for me, I don't have to, I can um, just stay here all week and uh, you know, I don't have to miss things. I can just bring my work with me and fit it in if I can and, and go to everything. So it's nice. Now, in the pre-call, we were talking a little bit. You you uh, used to do FBA heavier. Now you're not. You pulled back as you've yes. concentrated on merch. Um, yes. Does that also play into a lifestyle that you're designing for now uh, because it gives you this flexibility? Yes. It's partly, it was partly the interest in the lifestyle, but also it's just an interest in um, trying to build, go toward more of building a brand and building my own business. I did uh, retail arbitrage. So with that, I would just go into stores. I mean, I know you know, but I don't know about the visitors. But, uh, you know, just scan items, scan clearance, scan whatever, and and ship it in. And I just, I felt like I wasn't really progressing. Like there was only so many boxes that I could pack. I did it from, let's see, 2014 to just like within the last month or two. So about four years of it. And... I really wasn't really expanding there. What, you know, I didn't want to hire anybody and it just sort of, you know, I wanted, I wanted something that I could scale better and I wanted something that I could build my own brand. Hmm. I think that's fair. Are you a creative person by nature? That's an interesting question because I would, if you had asked me that when I was in high school, I would have definitely said, yes, I was the, uh, uh, in the National Art Honor Society, I was thinking about doing art in college. I got into some colleges for art. I was going to paint and everything. Um, and then I, I, but I was also interested in business. So I ended up double majoring in uh, business and art history. Mm. And then over the years, I've just really loved business. Like that's been my main focus. And, and I sometimes I sit down and I try to paint or I try to do art and it's just, I just don't have the passion for it anymore. And I'm not sure why or if it'll come back at some point, but I, I don't as much anymore. And I definitely don't with graphic design. Like I've tried to do my own t-shirt designs and I'm just like, I cannot do it. I mean, I can kind of do it, but it's just not, not fun for me. So I, I tend to buy most of my designs and just, you know, maybe make some variations to them. But in general, I hire other people to do the designs. Hmm. I have, that brings up two points. First off, you might be the first successful art history major that I've ever talked to in my <laughs> life. Everybody says to you, what are you going to do with that art history degree, Helen? What are you going to do with it? And look at where you are. You're sitting on a beach, on a roof, looking out at the ocean, and making money. So that's, that's pretty cool. All right, how about this? Let me ask you this, because as you say, you're not graphically interested that doesn't mean you have the skill you just didn't take the time to learn it or because it wasn't interesting to you do you right. do you get to choose uh-huh. your designs or influence your designs up front uh, just to back way up um i heard about merch by amazon from chris green so he was in the whole fba community and he was so excited about it and told us all about it in uh, october or i don't know if it's october but 
somewhere around September, October 2015. And I just thought it was the most amazing idea ever. But I, I just had no idea how to do graphic design. And I kind of tried to learn briefly, but I was so busy with Q4, I really didn't quite figure it out. So I, I just put it on hold and I didn't do merch for a while. And back then, there really wasn't a lot of people explaining how to do merch. There wasn't a lot of places to buy designs. Um, so I kind of didn't do anything with it for a few months. And then uh, Brianna Green came out with VA Rentals. And I heard about that from Joe Clay. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is perfect. <laughs> so the way she did it was she would uh, do this subscription plan. So you would get a certain number of designs per month and the designs would come with keywords. So I didn't have to do anything. I didn't do the research. I didn't do the keywords. I would just get my subscription plan of designs. So that's how it started. Um, but then now I am going more into research and uh, more coming up with designs that I want to do based on what is currently selling for me. So now I'm working with Penji, which is like an unlimited, um, thing where you can get un unlimited designs per month. It's just one fee per month and I'm sending them what I want and nice. they're creating it. So you kind of do get your ability to go back and, and be creative. You just don't have to figure out how they do it. Right. I mean, exactly. that makes And so yes. would you and say that nice, art skill, nice. I mean, when I don't want to lose this because I think this is really important. Yeah. You have this art skill you kind of get the best of both worlds where you don't have to do the piece of it you don't like, yet you still get the strong influence. I think that's a powerful, a powerful example of what somebody can do given limited time because you, you're not putting a tremendous amount of time into this today, correct? Right, right. Hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing. It's amazing what you can do with merge and it can go in so many different directions. So what's nice now is, is you're right, I can add in my own creativity um, but I can also use the data that I've collected mm. from doing all of the designs from Brianna's group. So I started with the monthly subscription and then eventually I was like, can I do a bulk order? Nice. <laughs> She's like, sure. So I did uh, 700 designs and then a few months later I ordered another 700. So by December of last year, I had ordered 2000 designs from them about give or take a couple. Um, and so with all of those designs uploaded now, it gives me more data. It gives me more ideas of like what's working, what's not working. And then based on what's working, now it, it helps me with using Penji because I can, you know, give a pretty good educated guess of what's going to work based on what, what is selling for me right now. I think this is really smart because I think most people start, um, you know, like you said, they, they registered, did nothing with it. They start, they feel like they have to go buy uh, Adobe or something like that and then start creating their own and they're flat and they're not creative because, you know, they're not creative or whatever or they don't have the skill set. And then most, most walk away mm -hmm. and just mm -hmm. let it go and don't go back. And then, you know, Chris puts out a course and some different information and it gets all that extra additional and now they want to come back to it. And so I think the way you're describing it is very, very uh, cool because you got your feet wet, you started figuring things out, you relied on somebody strong like Brianna who, you know, who's trusting, mm -hmm. uh, trustworthy and her group and then you built it out to what you want it to be. To, uh, ask, let me ask you this. As you think about, right, because it's a niche business again, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I think that's really where the success is. The niche that you chose, or the niches that you chose, probably more than likely, are they interesting mm -hmm. to you? I mean, is that why you chose them, or are they just hot topics and current? Um, well, I, I think, I mean, definitely people always recommend going with niches you know, just because you'll have more... Uh, understanding of you know what are little sayings or little things that people say in that niche but for me I I really am uh, kind of doing a broad range of niches so there's several that I'm in that I have no interest in at all <laughs> but I mean as long as you I mean I, I I speak English and I can look up things I mean sometimes if there's a language barrier it could be a little difficult especially because you have language and it's a niche you don't know so it's like it's, it's hard you can end up messing up shirts because you think you're saying it right, but it's not quite right. So I at least have the the English side of it. And then, um, you know, I have the data from the, the niches that have sold already based on the designs that I brought from Brianna. So it's not too hard to 
to make new shirts in the niche just because I've seen what has sell, yeah, okay. sold and I'm able to just, you know, improve on it a little bit or, or go a little bit different direction with it. Um, so so I, I honestly have a, a large range of niches. So is it is it a learned skill in your in your example? How about this? You're female. Does that do you have more of a, uh, a female approach to it or are you able to get to that masculine side too? I mean, is that, and I don't understand art, so this is why Steve's asking stupid questions because I'm thinking about that. No, saying, it's okay. Hmm, it's what, what makes more sense? I think, I think March is fascinating. Like it, just the people in our group. So that's another thing we can talk about. I started this March money group, but the, we have five women in the group and each of us approaches it completely differently. And then if you add in all the guests that we have on our show, each guest approaches it differently. Hmm. And most of them are all very successful. So well, really all of them that, that we've had on the show. So it, there, there's no one right way. I think with me, I, I mix feminine and masculine cause I, I have, uh, I mean, business was something that I studied in, in college. And then I, have always been like, um, you know, just interested in improving. And I've gradually gone towards being a self-employed and an entrepreneur. I started with just being a manager at Macy's and then I was a manager at Bank of America and eventually got into being a loan officer because I kept going towards like doing your own thing. (laughs) So when you're a loan officer, it's commission, which felt better because it was, um, uh, you know, I had more more control. I could de- determine how much I made because it's commissioned. So, and then now of course it's completely, completely on my own, but I, I put everything together. Like it, it, merch, it really helps if you look, if you research, if you look at data and you, you can't just go based on what you like. I mean, some people can, but it's, it's better if you look at what, what is selling well and what, what other people are looking for on merch or looking for on Amazon. You used an interesting phrase, and I like it. You're interested in improving. I think that's a very powerful statement. That doesn't mean you have to go to college to do whatever. Mm-hmm. It just means that you want to get better at whatever it is, and I think that's a very healthy thing, whether it be your health, your relationships, your whatever. But from mm-hmm. a merch perspective, I think you kind of touched on it. What do you suggest for people that are interested in improving? I think that... In the beginning, what helped me is just listening to all the YouTube videos and, you know, mainly taking action. You have to start. So you have to do something. So upload your first design, you know, do something. And then once you do that one thing, it'll it'll lead you towards the next thing. So maybe you upload a design and it doesn't sell. So now you need to learn, like, well, what was wrong? Do I need to improve the keywords? Do I need to improve the design? Is it just in a niche that nobody's interested in? So once you do the first action, it'll lead to the next step of okay. what you Okay. Well, to let's learn. let's stop there because I, I want to get deeper on that. So you, you you gave a good example. You uploaded a design and uploaded it. Uploaded a design. <laughs> I told you I had a lot of coffee, man. I'm I'm just gonna qualify this it's now. It's your birthday. You can do whatever you I want. I am running on coffee. I mean, bulletproof, two extra cups, and then a Starbucks Americano big one and I, I'm this I'm wired um but you're in, uh, so it didn't sell and so uh-huh. you said uh, you have to try to figure out what went wrong so can you parse that for me and just just right. pull it apart and just say hey Steve uh, here's what you would look at well um there's at least three things so one would be research so is it about something so obscure that you're the only person. So like, let's say it's your niece wants something to do with her club or something. Like it's such a small little thing that there might not be anyone else looking for that except for her and her two friends. So like, is it so obscure that no one's looking for it? Or is it, um, you know, just, you didn't put the right keywords. So keywords would be the next thing. Like it it might be something everyone's looking for, but you didn't put in the words that people are searching for. Hmm. So you might've called it, I don't know. I can't think of an example, but maybe you called it something so broad, like motorcycle, motorcycle and somebody wants Harley. Exactly. So you should uh, be a little bit more specific. So that could be one thing. Um, Or it could be the design. Like maybe Mm. you used a whole bunch of fonts that don't go well together, or maybe you have it a little off center, or maybe um, it's some kind of graphic that just doesn't go with the words that you put on the shirt. So you really got to, take a step back and look at the design 
and now, I mean, now there's so many things that have popped up to help with that. So, um, in our group, we have a link to Laura Burke's group, which is, um, she started this whole Facebook group just for looking at designs. Uh, So if you're a new person who's just starting with t-shirts or even if you're experienced, you can put up a shirt that hasn't sold and be like, what's wrong with this? Like, can you guys help me? And they'll be able to tell you like, Oh, try making it a little bolder or, you know, they'll help you find what's wrong with the shirt. So that, and it's, all very constructive like nobody's making fun of anybody they're all like very helpful but but isn't the big worry there and let's just answer this uh that hey helen's gonna steal my design i put it up there she's gonna be like oh this is a good one it didn't sell so that's pretty dumb but it's gonna be like she's gonna steal my idea my idea is my idea nobody's ever thought of putting a motorcycle on a t-shirt before i am the original (laughs) um if you're worried about that there's no i mean you definitely don't have to put it up so it's it's really just, you know, you can pick something that you're just not that worried about if someone steals it. But it gives you an idea of like, oh, I never looked at that. I never thought about that. Like, that is a good point. Um, so it's it really is helpful to, to learn techniques and, you know, what some people don't have an eye for graphics or they don't have an eye for what font to use. Like, there's so many different fonts out there. It's kind of hard sometimes to pick what font to use so it, it is helpful and that's one of the things in your group and we're going to get to merch money but that's the common kind of common sense stuff that you'll be like steve use a helvetica <laughs> bold or whatever it would be i don't know whatever mm-hmm. fonts. it's the only font yeah. i could ever think of in my life um but but <laughs> growing up that's what it, we all used but that would mm-hmm. be the thing you'd say hey these are the common ones these are the best sellers boom and it kind of give you that generic thing and then it's that artistry do you think yeah i mean you're going to be another duh steve your art sensitivity your art is that i mean obviously it's uh, it's a, a real value but does that hurt you sometime because you're so creative and so if you're especially if you're a painter i would think that that's a mm-hmm. really you got an eye a different eye than somebody who does stick figures you know like life is yeah. a good, like life is good kind of example i think it really depends on what you work on and what you focus on so for me for whatever reason i just have focused more on the business side and I'm not sure if that is just because that's what I like more or if that's just how life happened but I have focused way more on the business side than the art side so um, it hasn't been a detriment at all like I, I, I look at the business like a business and I don't have a lot of attachment to things if, if it's not selling I don't worry about it I just focus on what is selling and you know what to improve on and things like that so for me, it hasn't been a detriment, but it do, it definitely is for some people because you, you spend all this time creating something that you think is so great. And if nobody wants it, it can be, you know, it can be a, upsetting. Yeah, but it's a much better thing to have nobody want it and not spend any money as opposed to printing, you know, 100 T-shirts right. and bringing them in and then trying to use them and trying to sell them exactly. and nobody wants them. That's, that's yep. heart wrenching. I can't even give them away. My kids won't even wear them, you know. <laughs> they're using them for your husband's using them for rags out in the garage that's to wipe true. down the car okay so we got through that section and i think that's yep. very powerful let's go to number two mm-hmm. okay you were going to give me number two we went through you know why why is something not selling so we went through those examples oh. yeah no that's okay <laughs> hey maybe you, wait, i needed you, more of this you were on a beach remember that let's just remember <laughs> listen to the waves look at the uh, look out there oh it's got to be cool hmm. Okay, so the reasons why a shirt wouldn't sell. That's what we're... <laughs> yeah, that's where we're back to. That's okay. Um, okay, so that's where we're at. Okay, so um, we talked about research. We talked about uh, the design quality um, and keywords. Those are really the three things. Well, I don't, I can't how about volume then? I mean, how about this? Let's, let's just use this example. With motorcycles, mm-hmm. I'm going to stay with my motorcycle. I don't know why I'm into them today. But, but just yeah, imagining there's just such a glut of them. Is that part uh-huh. of it that you get lost in there because there's so many? Or let's go back to the millennium or the, uh, you know, when it changed to whatever it was. You know, remember, remember the big thing? Um, oh, where Kim Jensen made all her money. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Uh, the Eclipse shirt? The Eclipse. No. That's it. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Okay. So she was a very early adopter to it and really had incredible mm-hmm. success. And, and But once it gets to that point where it's saturated, 
are you then, I mean, do you spend your time or do you recommend people spend that much time on it because there's so many of them or just pick something else and move on? Again, like there's no right answer. I mean, Hmm. there's so many people that do so many different strategies. So, um, you just have to figure out a way to make the strategy work for you. So some people, they want to go where the money is. So if everyone's searching unicorns, they want to put a unicorn shirt. Well, so does everybody else. So if you want to make your unicorn shirt stand out, you have to find a way to do that. So one way is to maybe price the shirt lower. One way is to make it a little bit more, um, you know, niche it down a little bit. So maybe instead of just a broad category of unicorns, you might add in a few other things. Like maybe it's a Halloween unicorn shirt or maybe it's, you know, you add some other things in there. Um, But some people, or you might do advertising. So you might do Facebook Mm. ads or you might do Pinterest ads and drive more traffic to it. So you don't want to avoid the big selling niches. You just want to dominate that niche. So some people go that direction where they're like, yeah, I understand there's hundreds of thousands of people making unicorn shirts, but I'm going to make the very best one. And if you are able to do that, you're, you're able to make a ton of money because so many people are searching that thing. So if you're a beginner and your shirt is not very good and you don't really know that much about keywords, if you try to do a unicorn shirt, it's never going to sell because it's just, it's going to be impossible to get it seen. But if you're someone who has like a marketing budget and you can do all this different stuff, you might be able to get ranked number one on the unicorn page and sell millions of them. Hmm. So it really just depends on your, your, your game plan and what you're willing to do to, to make it work. Um, If you're a beginner, normally we recommend doing a niche that's much smaller. So something that's not very, uh, not very big because there'll be less competition. So maybe some kind of obscure sport or maybe, um, combining a couple niches together. So it's really like niche down. Um, but there, there's no, there's no right or wrong answer to that. It's just whatever you want to do to make it work. That's sound advice though. I mean, it kind of, like you're saying, they all will work, but it depends on execution. John Lawson, I just had John Lawson on and he's like, Steve, it's really coming down to marketing. I mean, and that's what you just said too. It's really, can you, can you have the, you don't have to, his example was, um, uh, is a Mac computer, an Apple computer better than a Windows computer? And you would say, of course, right? But that doesn't mean window computers don't sell. Lots of them sell, but it's the ability to market to the right person, right? So the best doesn't always win every, all of it. And there's so many factors there, you know, for somebody who started at the beginning, like I didn't really, I I missed the first year because I was mostly focusing on Amazon FBA, but I still started in 2016. So for people starting right now, that's a long enough time ago that the shirts that did sell now have reviews and it's, it's harder for someone else to come in because I've already been selling that shirt for a year and a half, two years. So it's, uh, it has a lot more sales. It has more reviews. Amazon's going to weight it heavier than if someone just put one up now. So there's there's other factors that go into it that can help. Hmm. That makes sense. How about this? I, I, and, and nobody's been able to answer this yet because I don't. Uh, I haven't asked it. But I'm thinking about this. Print on demand is not new, right? Uh, I don't know how long Teespring or one of those first companies. They've been around for quite a long time. Why all of a sudden? I mean, like up until merch. I guess I never thought of it. I never thought about it. I mean, were you aware of it before Amazon by Merch came along that you could have done print-on-demand with other third-party companies? Let me say it again because I'll, I'll say it again. No, no stress. on the roof. But I think I, let me just. I think what you said is that have print-on-demand is fairly new and you hadn't heard about it before. Is that what you said? Well, what I basically said was actually I don't think it's new. I think it's been around for a long time, but it's new to me since Amazon Merch and Chris Green started promoting it. I never thought about that uh-huh. there was other companies prior. Had you been aware of it before? Um, before Merch, I... I was more aware of just if you wanted to create a shirt, you would go to like some kind of local company and they would make it for you and print it out. Okay. <laughs> so All I right. was more aware of things like that. Like there's a, a little store on my college campus that, that if we wanted to make a shirt, we would just go there and they'd print it for us. So I was aware of stuff like that, but I, I really wasn't that aware of print on demand at the time um, in 2015. It had been going on for a while, but it, um, 
it a lot of people had in her. I hadn't really thought about it before. Yeah, Teespring, I I just looked it up. It was 2011 is when they started. 2011 Teespring. And I I don't know that they're the first one. Yeah, I don't know that they're the first one. There might be other ones prior, but it's just interesting to me that you know. Think about to me, this is what's interesting to me. Merch came out what maybe 2016. Merch by Amazon. You there? Merch. No, merch came out in 2015. I believe it was September. It was right around. Yeah, Merch by Amazon, right around September 2015, give okay. or take a month. So, so think about that. So from 2011 to 2015, we weren't aware of this. And I, and I think about a lot of people that jumped in because ultimately the print-on-demand market is not just putting them on Amazon, right? It's putting them on Teespring and uh, Redbubble. And I think there's, what, 15 companies or at least more, maybe more, that, that a lot of people are using uh, to sell these shirts, Correct. Yeah, I think there's more than that. And there's also companies that you can use so it could go on any platform. You could do it on your own website and Printful could print it out for you. People are selling them on Walmart, Etsy, eBay, any any place that you can put things up for sale, you can link it to, to Printful or one of these other companies. So you could sell them on Craigslist. You could sell them anywhere you want. Hmm. And so when you look at the outliers that you guys have interviewed on your show, are they spending a lot of time? Because I have a friend who's at tier 6,000, and he's got about 4,000 designs, uh-huh. I think he said. And he said, you know, Steve, Amazon's the marketplace for me right now. He said, I just can't keep up with that. Until I saturate that, I can't even bother on these other ones. What are yeah. you saying? There, again, it's, it, it, I would definitely say it, there's no right or wrong. It depends on you as a person what you're willing to do. So I'm on that same wavelength as that person where I am just like, you know, I, I haven't maxed out my tier yet. Like there's there's still more I can do on merch. So to me, I don't want to do other platforms until I've done everything I can on merch. But Brianna and a lot of other people are against that. They're like, why would you put all your eggs in one basket? What if merch uh, every fourth quarter so far merch has frozen all the accounts so there's nothing you can do you can't upload shirts you can't do anything um sometimes they suspend people or terminate people and if you have all your eggs in one basket and all of a sudden you can't do anything you know that that could be a problem so there's there's definitely different trains of thought and it just depends i mean for me i'm i'm willing to take that chance because i feel like you know if if something happens to my amazon account i'm going to be in trouble anyway (laughs) even if i had been working on Etsy or these other things and I'll have to just scramble and you know build up those other sites at that time um Hmm. but it it really just depends I mean merch is the biggest and so you're going to have access to the most organic traffic um so you know if you put aside some savings or you you know kind of figure out what you're going to do if anything happens to that Amazon account you could do that. So you could be okay for a few months or whatever while you're figuring out something else. So it, it depends on the person. I know a lot of people who build up all the platforms at the same time. So they're, they're putting shirts on Etsy. They're putting shirts on Redbubble. They're, they're building up all of them at the same time. So then if any one platform isn't doing as well at any given time, it doesn't matter because they're getting money from all the different platforms. That makes sense. Uh, but, but let's, because this conversation came up last week with someone, and I just want to make sure I'm mm-hmm. clear on this, your experience. Generally, mm-hmm. as you said, Merch, Merch by Amazon is the biggest market, currently the biggest marketplace. Mm-hmm. Is, in your experience, the people that you've had on your show, are the majority of their sales then on the, I mean, Logic would tell me that, but I just want to be sure that I'm correct on that, that the majority of their sales would be on Amazon uh, because of the size of the marketplace. So far, yes. I mean, I think that there are more and more people that are really going all in on Etsy. So there's getting to be quite a few people where it's about even with Etsy and merch because Etsy is a big platform. I mean, if you if you learn Etsy well, you can do just about as well on Etsy as you can with merch. And especially the people that got into Etsy in the last year or two when Printful first integrated with them, it was a lot less saturated market than merch. So for someone just getting in now, they might actually do better on one of the other platforms than Merch because Merch has so many, so much competition right now. Hmm. Now, you mentioned mentioned Pinterest before. Have you started selling um, on these third-party platforms like an Instagram or Pinterest uh, or Facebook Marketplace? 
And is that changing the game even more? Um, I have definitely been building up a Pinterest account over the last two years. And uh, it, it definitely does help. It's hard to know the exact amount that it's helping because I haven't figured out how to really track it well. I can tell how many people are clicking on the shirts. I can tell how many people are saving them. Um, but the actual conversion in order to do that, you've got to figure out a way to add an affiliate link in there or something so you can track on Amazon side if they really clicked all the way through and bought the shirt. Um, I'm kind of, you, Amazon doesn't want you to put affiliate links on Pinterest, so that's why I haven't done it yet. But there's a workaround that a lot of people have figured out where I think you go through a Shopify store, you do something where you're able to get the affiliate link. So for me, it's it's uh, I know it's helping, but the exact percentage is, is a little bit hard to calculate. I have to kind of just go by, oh, that shirt sold today. That person saved it. Okay, it's probably from Pinterest. Um, but That's very it's cool. a little... Yeah, it's a little hard to track. I, so I use Pinterest and I use um, Spark, Amazon Spark. Um, so I don't know if you've heard of it or if you if you know anyone who uses that, but it's uh, Amazon's version of social media. Have you heard of it? Uh, I have heard of it. I'm not sure you might be the first person I've actually heard using it. <laughs> yeah, it's a little tricky. And Amazon, uh, you know, I mean, you're familiar. Sometimes Amazon is like a little vague with their plans, what they're, what they're doing, why they're doing things the way they're doing. So, and, and I've tried to contact them about Amazon spark and they never reply to emails or anything on their Facebook page or anything. (laughs) So they, they came out with uh, disclosures or uh, terms of service where they make it sound like you can't advertise anything. But then when they were promoting spark, they were talking about advertising things and, um, they shared stuff to their Facebook group of YouTube YouTube channels that were promoting their merch shirts. And so it's, it's a little vague of whether they only want Amazon customers to use it. And then why would they be saving? I don't know. It's, yeah. it's confusing. It's confusing what their purpose is <laughs> for it. But before they came out with those terms, I had been using it right away. It started uh, July 2017. And it helped a lot. You would... They had these polls and different things. They would connect directly to your shirts or directly to any products. So I used it for FBA also. (laughs) Nice. And people could save it, click on it. It goes right to the product. Um, So it helps a lot. So now I'm not really sure if if it will continue. I've heard that they're trying to work out a way to have it for businesses. So they might change. Like if you're a business, you might have to do some other kind of step before you're allowed to use it. But anyway, it's whenever they, they start working on it more and promoting it more, that that's a really great tool for advertising. Yeah, but you're an early adopter, so you'll be able to jump right in. Uh, it, it, as we both know, is Amazon builds something and then goes and fills so there, in the details. Did I lose you? No, you're good. Uh, they build something and then they come back and fill in the details. That's normal for them. So that wind you hear, yeah, again, Helen's exactly at the beach. It. So when you're in the beginning, you just kind of have to like... Just keep going. Yeah, just pl- put your head down, do the work. Don't Sorry, guys. No, no, that's okay. Hey, I, I'm telling you, I'm inspired. I can hear a seagull going by, and I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm telling you, I think I'm sneaking to the beach awesome. this weekend. Uh, all right, let's go here. Because I'm sitting here thinking about your, your, your family. As they're sitting here looking at you, and they're like, wait, she went to school for art history and business, but art history. So she should be, uh-huh. you know, just some loser at, you know, I don't want to make somebody pushing shopping cart baskets. <laughs> art, hist- art history majors are not losers, by the way. But it's the actual but stigma, though. But it's just so cool. I mean, what do they yeah. say to you? I mean, what, do they, what does your family look at you like? What are you, like some oh. genius? Are they like, <laughs> like, what happened? She wasn't supposed to be the big successful one, and she is. Well, well they, they are... They're all successful, so but they are very supportive. I mean, my brother is—he uh, got his PhD, and he's a scientist, and he he talks to people in China and talks to NASA, and like he wrote a book. So it's like I feel like I'm the least successful in my family, but they but they all are. They're so supportive, and they were all watching our Merch Money show last night, and my stepson was even commenting. We we were talking about pop sockets, and somebody asked if they thought it would be a fad, and he typed in and he's like no they won't be a fad they're they're gonna be around for a while (laughs) but for his generation i mean i think it's a good point so he's 15 
And he's sitting uh-huh. there watching his mom and uh-huh. her friends, these crazy uh-huh. ladies, excited <laughs> talking about talking about something that you guys and you guys are pumped. I mean, you're not shy. I mean, this is exciting stuff. And he's sitting there watching. Like, I mean, isn't that got to be when you're teaching kids? You know, who gets to? You know, only celebrities get their kids to watch, right? I mean, that's what I always thought about, right? Your celebrity kids. What does Will Smith's kids watching him on screen or Tom Cruise kid, I guess, would be a good example. I mean, that's weird. But here now he gets to watch you do something that you love, get paid for it, and have some success with it. Um, it's got to be pretty cool. And it's got to make different conversations it, with him. But, yeah, but here's what he gets to look. It's not great. like he's arm's length away from it. He actually sees you. That's powerful. I mean, he's actually somebody he knows, somebody he loves, somebody he's he's close to. He gets to see that. That's powerful to me. Ooh, love it, love it, love it, love yes. it. All right, let's talk. Uh, let's talk about these crazy ladies, the merch money ladies. So this is show is called. It, well, it's a, it's a group. So it's merch money building. I'm going to get this right. Building a million dollars. I mean, this is big. Building million dollar uh-huh. empires one shirt at a time. Boom. Yes. That's a big name. Yep. That's a big claim. Is it possible to build a million dollar empire? Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. You can, uh, it just grows and it never, it never ends. It's not like, I mean, I'm used to FBA where you buy something and then you sell it and then you have to go buy something else to sell it again. Like it doesn't keep selling with shirts. It keeps selling. And not only does it keep selling, there's unlimited places you can put it. So like we were talking about earlier, right now I'm mainly focusing on merch, but there's so many other places. There's Etsy, there's your own website, and then there's so many products. So just in the amount of time I've been doing merch, it started with just two different kinds of t-shirts. Now there's long sleeve shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, and then just in the last week, pop sockets. And there's so many other things. Other other uh, places have bathing suits you can make leggings tote bags uh shower curtains i mean there's anything any physical object could have a design printed on it so it could be i mean who knows in the future merch on demand coffee tables i mean it could be anything yeah it sounds (laughs) like it could yeah they'll be printing when you want to wrap your car you know to make Uh it look like a a, a starbucks coffee mug not bad example yeah i mean exactly but it's coming yeah, it it's... could be anything at all. So it could be sunglass. I mean, anything. So it's it really is just limitless. Um, and you can you can register a brand and start developing a brand. I mean, just the like you meant. I think you brought up life is good. Like that guy who made those t-shirts. I mean, he did really well, and it was just t-shirts. Um, I mean, now it could be any product, and you could build multiple different brands. So you could have a life is good brand. You could have a volleyball something or other brand you can use instagram to promote things um i mean you could become a millionaire just off one type of brand but yeah it's unlimited how many brands you could create how many companies you could create uh you could a lot of people sell companies so they uh, create some kind of brand some kind of merch on demand brand and then they sell it and when you sell it you get about two years worth of income all at once and then you can use that money to start the next one um so it it really does just build on itself i think you gave a good example there um of what you can do because i think you're right it's limited by your imagination so somebody who is really Mm -hmm. strong on instagram all of a sudden could have a business where they don't have to do the design because you've already outsourced that and um they don't even have to create the listings because I have an account manager for mine and she does an amazing job. So you can really, so they can focus on that piece. So let's talk about the group. So the group got started by you. And did I hear that Chris Green helped you out just recently? Is that true? Are we allowed to say that? Yes. Yes. We're allowed to say that. Because we're allowed to say that about Chris. Nobody knows this stuff and he doesn't say anything in front of anybody. He's always so quiet. I know. I know. So, you know, and, and that's another thing. Like, I don't want to make it seem like I'm some kind of big guru. Like, I just started from scratch, like, started with FBA. Um, and all along the way, people have helped out and reached out. So, uh, you know, I uh, joined the green room. And then through there, I met people that were going to ASD. So then I went to ASD. It's a conference in Vegas. And then I met people in person. And then everything just kept growing. So then I eventually met Chris Green 
um, mostly through YouTube, but I, I have seen him, you know, at, at conferences. And, but, uh, you know, then I learned from that about March by Amazon and then um, different people have just helped all along the way. And even still, I still felt like I was like nobody. I'm like, I can't. I just got frustrated watching YouTube that there weren't any. I think there was there's one or two, but there wasn't very many women talking about March by Amazon. Most of the groups and most of the YouTube channels were all male. And I just didn't understand why. I'm like, I feel like this is such a perfect job for women. <laughs> like you can work from home. You can design like it's so perfect. So I didn't really understand why. And then and I, I didn't even think that I could be the one to do it. I was just like, oh, well, I'll just keep waiting until somebody does it. And then nobody ever did it. But that's a big <laughs> statement right there. You didn't think yeah. that you could do it. You were like waiting for permission, Helen. Really, exactly. right? Exactly. Yes. And who gave yeah. you permission? Who, who, who gave you permission to Me. do this? Me. I finally was like, <gasps> why don't I just start it? <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. And I, I mean, I still, I had like no confidence that I could start it. So I made a list of 30 women that I felt like were doing well on merch, just from Facebook groups and different things. I mean, it was total guesses, but I was like, I feel like these 30 women are doing well, but most of them I didn't know. <laughs> so I sorted by like people I had at least talked to at least one. And I thought it would take 30 people to get three people. I was aiming for me and two other people to do a YouTube channel. So my, my goal was three people. And I thought I would need to contact 30 people to get there. So I went down the list and I contacted the first seven. All seven said yes. So uh -oh. I was like, oh, my God. Uh -oh. I'm like, How am I going to do a channel with seven people? Luckily, two people decided they were too busy and it wasn't for them and they didn't want to do it. So it ended up being me and four other people. And so that's we have five people. And I still felt like five people is going to be way too much. But it's worked out. It's, it's been, you know, amazing. So it's just so funny. I mean, I... I knew Brianna, well, I keep going in between, Brie basically is what she goes by. I knew Brie because I had bought designs from her. That's the only way I knew her. I never talked to her. I had never been friends with her, like only because I was her customer. That's the only way I knew her. And then Michelle, I had met once at the unconference. So I went to that in February and I met her there. And then Amy Nicholas, the only way I knew her was because she, uh, there was a time where a lot of people were feeling really down on merch sales had really plummeted in the spring like um a lot of people had seen a big drop in sales so there was a ton of negative posts all over all the different merch groups and she tried to write this like super positive inspiring post and all the comments underneath the post were all negative oh. <laughs> so i was like i private messaged her and i was just like i just want you to know that was an amazing post and you know so that's how i reached out to her and then Amy Springer, I didn't know either, but Amy Nicholas recommended that I okay. contact her. So that's but, literally, I mean, I didn't even know these people, and it, it just all worked out perfectly. But you were connected so. to them. I mean, and because and people yeah. ask this question all the time, Helen. Hey, wait, mm -hmm. how do I create a group? How do I find people? Because, you know, I, we travel a lot, me and my, my groups. And they're always like, well, uh -huh. how do you make those friends? How do you make these connections? You just described yeah. the way to do it. Those, yeah. you know, and you just have confidence that it's, uh, you know, those people also wanted to start a YouTube yeah. channel, but they they just hadn't done it yet for whatever reason. So when I reached out to them, they were like, oh, my gosh, yes, I, I've been wanting to do this. So you never know how people are going to respond. And, you know, if you if you want to just, you know, go in with I went in with low expectations, but you could do it however you want. I mean, don't be disappointed if it doesn't work the first time. I was ready to be denied 30 times. Good for you. And it just worked out that everybody said yes. But um, I think that's a great lesson. I think that's a big lesson for people because they all ask yeah. that question. Not many people are willing to put themselves out there, Helen, and that's a challenge. All right, so give me this. Wait, we didn't get to the Chris Green story. What did he do for you guys recently? Oh, okay. So I don't want to miss so, that because he's important, and I always nobody awesome. knows what he does, and it's funny. He takes a lot of heat, and I understand. You know, he'll make some comments about other stuff, but. He's such a wonderful person. And what yeah, does he and do I don't to you? Think, I don't think he gets the credit because I think people, even myself, I really didn't think him that often be, or at all because I just felt like I was just one person in a million and like he didn't care about my opinion or I don't know. Like I just felt like I was nobody compared to him. So it's like I think when you feel like that, first of all, it's not true. And second of all, it's 
it's hard for that person too because they never get to hear the thank you. They never get to hear how much they helped you. So he's helped me all the way back to 2014 and had no idea probably. Hmm. So he, um, I would watch his YouTube videos. I got his retail arbitrage book, his online arbitrage book. Never said thank you, never posted anything. Um, but he helped me all through that. And then um, he's the reason I started Merch in the first place because he, he did this whole YouTube um, thing where he was just so excited about Merch by Amazon. And back then it was supposed to be for people who were like having app like apps or gaming kind of people like video games and things like that. So it, I never would have known that anyone could apply if he hadn't said something because I just thought it had nothing to do with me. But then he explained to all the FBA people like how we could use it and that it was fine if we applied. So I applied right away from from his call. And then I didn't take action right away. But, um, you know, eventually I did. And then I learned more. I watched his videos on merch, learned more about that. Um, and then eventually I started the Merch Money channel. And I thought I thought that I had checked if that website was available right um because you wouldn't pick a name without it right you would pick that you would be that would be the way right sure it's kind of embarrassing um but anyway so i checked it yeah i checked it just but i wasn't thinking big enough i wasn't thinking we needed a website i was thinking we're doing a youtube channel so i wasn't thinking about a website at all the only reason i checked was to make sure nobody had that name because i didn't want to copy someone's name so it was a blank website so i didn't actually try to buy it or anything because i I just wasn't even thinking along those lines. So that's how I didn't notice that he already had it because it was just a blank website. So anyway, about uh, once it started growing quickly and we started gaining like traction, I, I thought, well, maybe I better get that website just in case we need it or just to make sure nobody else gets it. So I went to go buy it a, a couple weeks in and I was like, oh no, somebody has it. Somebody has it. And then I figured out how to find out who has it. And I'm like, oh, of course, Chris Green has it. And I saw when he bought it. And it was like, great when Merge came out. I mean, the guy is so smart. Like, <laughs> well, that's a lesson he, right there. So, so that's a very important how, part. Yeah. He bought how many domains back then? I don't know if he, if, if he even mean, tells yeah, the story. I didn't ask him, but, but he it, was so it's smart. Be a lot. But yeah. I agree with you. Right. So he was smart enough. And th- that domain squatting, right, they, they call uh-huh. that, he could have sold it these things to a whole bunch of other people. How much did he charge you to, to give you this uh, website? How much did he charge you? He did not charge anything. A zero. So, yeah, I asked. I was like, oh, I'd like to buy it. And, and Brianna was like, how are you going to buy it? Like, it's probably worth thousands and thousands of dollars. I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to try. <laughs> so. And here he is, um, and he gives yeah. it to you. Now, yeah. think about that. Think yeah. about that. To me, that's a very cool statement for a very cool person with a very cool conscience. Now, that I mean, someday you might want a partner or something like that. That's a reasonable thing because, you know, uh, you can trust. There's a trust. There's yeah. a new connection to somebody who you really didn't know very well. And you get to see what kind of person it is. It gives me the chills. When I heard the story, It's it doesn't surprise me because I know mm-hmm. Chris really well. Yeah. But... I guarantee you most people are like, huh, really? Because that's yep. an opportunity. I mean, he's a he's an entrepreneur. He could have sold, like you said, you would have paid for that. Anybody right. else would have charged. So I think it's very cool. And it's I, awesome. I, I hope he gets the recognition for it. And I'm going to help him in my little world because I just yeah. think it's so important it's, for that It's stuff. so important. And it's so important for everybody listening. Just thank people along the way because people do these things. And I, I mean, I have no idea how Chris feels, but I'm sure there's been times where he's just like, oh my gosh, I've done so much and nobody cares. (laughs) It's got to hurt your ego. The negative stuff does hurt his ego. I know it does. This is four years later. This is 2018. And that post was the first real thank you post I did for him. So that, I mean, that's shameful. It's like four years later. That's a great point. Make sure you say thank you along the way. I mean, he gave me the website and I hadn't said thank you along the way. The whole four years, I had never said thank you. So does that make you website. think different now? I mean, is that now when? Yes. Any, uh, yeah, yes. I'm with you. Yes, you have. Yeah, you're to right. Thank you, and just be so grateful for all the people that are spending their time teaching people and and helping people along the way. <laughs> I think it's powerful, and you're right. I'm going to send some thank you notes out today. So, is this group only for women because it's run by women? No. So that's another thing. Um, I'm not sure why that that tends to happen where women groups are only all women and the only reason that I picked women is just because I was 
just like, well, why is there no women talking? Like I knew that there were people doing well. Um, but no, our group is, is a lot of guys and girls and some people before, before I launched the group, they're like, well, your target audience is women. And I was like, well, why does our target target audience have to be women? And they're like, well, because you're women. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I don't feel like it has to be women. So I had this whole argument because uh, somebody was help, trying to help me, uh, like, how to market or how to target an audience. And I was like, I just want the audience to be anyone that wants to succeed on merch. And they're like, well, I really think your target audience should be women. And I'm like, well, it's not going to be. <laughs> Good for you. I, I think I think you're right. you got to keep the crazy and you got to keep the nonsense out. But realistically... You know, you guys have a similar interest. If somebody can help you yeah. or vice versa, I mean, should you limit your ability to help people? Are you that person that only wants to help uh, the females? Of course yeah. not. Yeah, and of I just feel not. like it's just, well, you know, like guys don't do that. I mean, I'm not, uh, they, I've been in plenty of guys groups and they never said I had to leave because I was not right. a guy. So I, I, you know, I wanted to make sure it was open to everybody. Well, you're well over 2,000 members. That's got to be a big moment for you. I mean, who would have thought, right? I mean, is that crazy? I know. It's only been two months, so it's, it's very crazy. exciting. It's, um, we're, that's in our Facebook group. Our YouTube channel is just under 1,000, so we're hoping to pass that soon. But it's, it's exciting, and I just am so excited for all the people in the group and in the community. I mean, I think that a lot of people are starting to realize, like, wait, Helen is nobody. Like, and she started this. Like, so hopefully other people will do this the same kind of thing where you know you don't have to be anybody you can just start no i think people are going to say helen realizes realized she was somebody <laughs> not she was nobody so i'm, I'm going to go at the opposite yeah. approach okay yeah, so let's do this let's close with these couple things one mm -hmm. um if somebody's interested in joining the groups it it's you request to, uh, to join merch is there a cost to join merch money no cost no nope. cost. There's okay. a so you get Facebook a group and a YouTube channel. Okay. And I'll put the links Everyone's to both welcome. of those. Okay. And Thank you. T tell me this. You have an experience with FBA, right? You started there. Yes. Yes. That value that you learn, the ability to buy and sell things, the ability to see, to learn what things sell, right? All those skill sets, I think they're very transferable to merch, right? So if somebody who's intimidated by this, you've already described you can buy your, your shirts from somebody else, your designs from somebody else. Right. Um, I'm telling people that I have an account manager that uploads mine. I don't even do that. So uh, yeah. you can pay somebody and you have to pay for it. And she's very valuable. And so I get that. So realistically... Um, you just have to be careful with that because you're not really supposed to have someone else upload this chart so you yeah. just got to make sure like with domain names especially if someone lives in another country um brianna had her account terminated because of that so you okay. just have to be careful with okay. domains so, so if you do hire someone make sure it's like somebody close to your town or something like that okay or a it's, family member right and so somebody who can help you there all right and you get around yeah. that and so yeah. uh that fba skill set is transferable. So whoever's out there saying, I'm getting tired of doing RA, OA, I'm tired of brand shutting me down, I'm tired of this, I'm tired of that, I don't want to do private label or wholesale or whatever. This doesn't mean to walk away because it breaks my heart to see somebody who invested that much time and then they walk away rather than expand um, yeah, into this I think, world. I think the main characteristic of an entrepreneur is just always learning always growing always finding a way so there's there's always a way there's there's so many things different things you could do there's always an opportunity somewhere most entrepreneurs have the problem of there's too many opportunities hmm. That's right. <laughs> and they just want to do everything like the shiny object like i want to do this i want to do bitcoin i want to do this over here i want to sell houses like <laughs> they're just all over the place so it's good to be a little bit focused, but if you get disheartened in whatever you're doing or you, you know, don't want to do it anymore, there's thousands of other options. And, you know, just maybe hang out with some other entrepreneurs, go to a conference, go somewhere and get re-inspired and think of new ideas and go be, a different direction. Be interested in improving, right? Yes. That's for sure. Yes. It's done you well. All right. So the goal of the podcast is to help people who are stuck. So let's go to only, I only want to talk to merch people who are stuck. And again, uh -huh. I'll have all the links to all your contact uh, information. That's the best way to get you too. Is that merch money? Is that, is that right? Yes. I mean, you could message me on Facebook also, okay. Helen Kinson, but uh, okay. merch I'll money would too. be preferred. Okay. And, um, uh, let me document that. Okay. So, um, people are stuck. They, they got an account or they can't get an account. 
because they've applied and they haven't heard anything. Take us past the point of getting stuck. What you would do and what's your advice to get people past that point? It's, I mean, it's 100% mindset. You would think that it's like, oh, well, I need this skill or I need that skill. It's just, I mean, if you're stuck, something's wrong in your mindset. So I really think that you just need to go hang out with people who are happy with what they're doing and you get re-inspired and you're like, oh, that's a great idea. Maybe I'll do that or maybe I'll do this. I mean, there's no reason to be stuck at all. Uh, not, not in this time period with the internet. So if you feel stuck, then you just need to find a way to be re-inspired. So go to the beach and do it. It's a great way to close right there. Go to the beach like (laughs) Helen, listen to that wind. I heard a seagull or two. Everybody's listening. That's inspiring, man. Awesome. I just want to say thank you so much. I wish you nothing but success. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me on. Great episode. Great lady. Oh my gosh. She's so cool. And I just, she's very humble. Um, and it's so neat to see her realize that she is somebody, not that she was a nobody. I don't like that phrase. She was a somebody. She just needed to find her voice. And guess what she has and her and a bunch of friends because the, uh, the other ladies in that group, I know two other ones personally, and they're amazing. I mean, just absolutely amazing in their own way. And they bring something different. And I think that's what makes a group so successful is those different perspectives, those different attitudes, those different abilities that's how you find those groups. And, and I get that question often. How do you, how do you get in with Andy and Leron and Nate and, and uh, Chris Green and all the rest of them? Well, I put myself out there, you know, and I'm, I'm a friend. That's how I have friends because I'm going to be there for them when they need me. And so guess what? You do the same and you can find these like-minded people. Helen gives a great example of how she found her group. Do the same, you know, and it's not too late. Start a Facebook group, start a podcast, start a YouTube channel. All these things, that's how you get, um, that's how you make contacts. And it's just been a wonderful thing for me. And I'm very, very fortunate. Yes, it is my birthday today. And I'm very fortunate because this is three years this podcast has been going today. And I get to talk to amazing people like Helen. And now she's part of my life and I'm richer for it. So very cool place. EcommerceMomentum.com, EcommerceMomentum.com. I truly, truly appreciate you listening. Take care. Thanks for listening to the e-commerce momentum podcast. All the links mentioned today can be found at ecommercemomentum.com under this episode number. Please remember to subscribe and like us on iTunes.